<clears throat> Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones and we, well, we do it over breakfast. It is Tony, Hans, and Jeremy in with you here on a Tuesday morning tackling season seven, episode two, Stormborn. <laughs> <laughs> Stormborn is the second episode of the seventh season of Game of Thrones, and it is the 62nd episode of the series overall. It premiered on July 23rd, 2017, written by Brian Cogman and directed by Mark Mylod. So impressive, that you know that right, so impressive <laughs> that you know that right off the top of your head, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, you know, I can't even remember what happens in the episode, but that stuff, that's like yeah. you know, just common knowledge. <laughs> Oh, welcome to uh, welcome to Tuesday, guys. Thanks for thanks for coming back. I'm always worried that I'm gonna get on the old <laughs> Skype here and you're just not gonna show up, and there'll just be like a little post-it note that says like "fuck you, Tony." We decided we hate you, <laughs> but it, that's not what happened. So uh, I'm I'm happy today. Are you guys ready to once again tackle thrones, to tackle scones, and maybe to tackle the intricacies of human society as we know it? Sounds super deep. I'm in. Let's start with the beginning here. We have a little plot action. And I don't, I think it it feels like it's been a minute since I've asked you to submit uh, a character for me to do. So I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to ask you how you want me to read this very short plot. Uh, Do you think you could do Stewie from Family Guy? Stewie. (laughs) No. But (laughs) will I try? Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Stewie. Uh, somebody, what's a Stewie line? Uh, Brian. There you go. He, mom, mommy, mama. <laughs> Season seven, episode two, Stormborn. Why did that get so weird? Okay. That sounded uh, pretty good for me. <laughs> Daenerys receives an unexpected visitor. John faces a revolt. Uh, <clears throat> Sam risks his career and his life. Tyrion <laughs> plans the conquest of Westeros. Mm. It's pretty good. It's pretty pretty it was pretty just spot like on. A weird, terrible. I'm picturing like British billionaire mental patient. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna have you do Dick Vital for the whole March Madness thing. Who? He's like a announcer for. Mm, that would have gone great. Yeah. But he's got a great <laughs> voice. Like it's like it's like perfect for it. All right, I want to hear it. Oh, I have I have no idea. How to Jer- do it. Jeremy, do it's, it. Yeah, it's Dick Vitale. Yeah. He he's like yeah baby, but he's not Austin <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold, Hold on. on. Hold That's on. somebody Did we else. find Mike Myers. <laughs> Is oh, this where you find this? He's been he's been he's been uh, commentating college he has. basketball. He has. he has. Here we got it. But you know what? I think about all the clubs I just mentioned who are out there in terms of Butler, Notre Dame, Indiana, from the Hoosier stack fruiting, and we're gonna dominate. See, Why am I just expecting like a like a uh, and I'll smack some broad like <laughs> Oh, that w- what a great voice though! Now it, I'm almost it, disappointed. I don't like sports. No, it's good. It's it's hearing him announce things is super enjoyable. Mm. It's huh. like it's like uh, who is the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers? I I can't answer these questions. Oh gosh, no when he was on the Hot Shot, not Hot Shots, uh, 
the the baseball movie with Charlie Sheen. Is it Harry Carey? Because if it's not, I don't know. Oh, fuck it. Never mind. Anyway, speaking of, uh, you know, fuck you, Tony, um, personal, personal some angry phone calls this <laughs> is, is weekend. That what, is that what we were speaking of? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I think every every sentence has like a roundabout undertone of it. Oh, okay. good thing to okay. fuck you, Tony. Um, no, yeah. some, some undertone anger this weekend. After uh, after we had some delays getting uh, the season <laughs> six review up, I was like, holy fuck. And then, of course, I was all worried because I thought I sent a text message that I clearly... This is the shit that pisses me off about iPhones. Like, Is that they're terrible? Well, like, so I had this, like, I sent a text and it has an exclamation point after it. But it's not like I had a, uh, a notification that said, hey, your text didn't go. I had to go back physically and look at that text and go, oh, it didn't get sent. But mm. up until that point, I thought it was sent and there was no response. And I was worried. I was actually great. worried today. And I was like, oh, it didn't go up on Saturday. It didn't go <laughs> up on Sunday. What the fuck? Well, it did go up on Sunday, to be well, fair, just late. at like 3.30. Yeah, late. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So what happened is we all got together. We recorded a bit Friday night. And then Jeremy had to bounce, and uh, Hans and I, we were, we were chatting for a little while. We ate dinner together over <laughs> Skype. It was romantic <laughs> as fuck. Uh, romantic <laughs> as fuck. Um, we, chatted, we chatted some, uh, we chatted some, uh, some D&D, some life. Rob from And Rob's Your Uncle joined us. We recorded none of this, of course. And, uh, and then it turned into, yo, we, we should move this to the PlayStation. We should also move this to the, the wet bar. And so we started popping bottles uh, <laughs> over Skype, and we all just kind of got drunk in our own little corners of the world. <laughs> and then I did no editing, and I woke up and had to work on Saturday. And so it just didn't end up happening. What does Rob it, drink? It's a good time, at? though. Uh, Rob was drinking, uh, I believe, exclusively Bud Light. We had a conversation at length about Bud, it. Budweiser. Oh, Budweiser. Bud oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I defamed Rob, actually, there for yeah. a second, because he made his his claim for Budweiser being the uh, the, the penultimate choice over yeah. Bud Light. Man, do you see these bullshit uh, Bud Light shots across the bow uh, at Miller Light for the whole um, oh, the sugar corn thing. syrup and preservative shit? Yeah. So my cousin works for John Deere, and first of all, the the whole thing that they're making, which I'm sure you've read about at this point, and everybody who's listening is, because this is Super Bowl age news. Um, <laughs> they're like corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup are not the same thing. So what they're like pointing, putting in everyone's mind is not what is actually happening. You need sugar for any beer. Corn syrup is a very common way to get to that sugar. Whatever. Anyway. Um, my cousin works for John Deere, and he said basically everybody that he works with in the whole company is just boycotting Bud Light now because they're, like, taking an attack on corn syrup, which is a huge part of the Midwest's economy. Yeah. So, bad move, Bud Light. I mean, fuck oh, Bud no, Light bro. in the first place, so that's okay with me. Uh, I'd, I'd choose it over Coors Light any day. I, I don't know if I would go. Yeah, I probably would choose the Coors Light. Mm. I don't I, have hard. I would choose it over a Michelob Ultra. 
I don't think I've ever had one. I feel like you're in a different realm then, though, when you're talking the Michelob Ultra, because then you're almost comparing to, like, Miller 64 and those super light beers. Super light beers, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. almost a different category. Okay, Do, all right. Does, does Bud Light have a super light beer? Um, uh, yes, Bud, Bud Select 52 or something. Mm. Interesting. Well, it's black. It's black. I have not I had picture. that one. We had it at the bar. Um we, I saw in the grocery store the other day, maybe this has always been a thing, I never knew, there is a Miller Highlight Light. No. Really? Yes, there, there, there's a Miller Highlight Light, for sure. Which seemed odd. I've never seen that. I always thought that Miller High Life was the like Budweiser to Miller Light's Bud Light or whatever. Um, but Miller Genuine Draft is apparently the Budweiser. To Miller Bud Light. I, I would say, like, if you can track that weird metaphor, I suppose. So, what's the, the only point thing of the w- mini beer cans? Um, I just don't get the point of them. It's like mini beer cans. I don't. I don't know what 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 person is buying that. That's what I'm trying to I figure out. I feel like out. I haven't seen these. Yeah, I haven't seen them. I think I've seen them one time, and I probably just thought, oh, that's kind of that's cute. Good like now are uh, they mini in the sense of they're thin or they're like the mini soda cans they're like half yeah. size oh they're literally they look just like the mini soda cans good yeah I couldn't yeah. remember of an example yeah. But yeah well it's just I mean it's like for kids you know that's oh, exactly yeah, sure. what I was looking <laughs> at because <laughs> Emily was like hey son look at this uh, mini Miller light cans these are cute and I'm like he's six Emily and Ethan's like but I want them let let me tell you a story very briefly here I was at the old grocery store yesterday. Um, getting things to make scones. More on that later, perhaps. Um, and uh, there, there's a lovely Midwest grocery store chain here, kind of very regionally specific, I suppose, um, called Hy-Vee. Are you guys familiar with the Hy-Vee? I know sure. Hy-Vee. Awesome. I fuck with Hy-Vee. I appreciate their smiles in every aisles, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I like them. I like them very much. What I don't appreciate is the fact that every checkout person there is under the age of 14 (laughs) and there is never a manager around. So normally the issue is like, I'm going to have to go and wait nine minutes for them to find somebody to scan my bottle of wine or my six pack or whatever it may be. um, Or my four bottles of Everclear for Wednesday night, you know (laughs) how you do. And um, so this, this was not the case this time. Not my alcohol issue. The issue was the, and it was kind of funny, um, drink whatever you want, do your thing. But this guy ahead of me, like 45, 50 years old, like gruff kind of, you know, machine worker type guy, beard, hat. You can picture it. <laughs> um, uh, and he was buying Smirnoff ice. Holy shit. One, but like the, it was pink. I don't know what flavor it was, which fine. Either it wasn't for him, or it was, and he likes Smirnoff Ice, in which case, you got to live your dreams, buddy, and I approve. But the checkout guy, who again, 16 at the very most, holds up one of the beers and like, or one of the Smirnoff Ices, and like yells over to his equally 16-year-old female coworker and says like, oh, but these are pretty good. And she's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they start having this full conversation over the aisle that I am standing in, about how, like, oh, the one kid's parents will let him drink. They'll, like, if they're drinking, they'll, like, give him a thing, and that's it. The other girl was making the case for, well, my parents don't know, so I get trashed. Uh, <laughs> and again, you live your life, you make your decisions. 
But I don't think that when you're working customer <laughs> service at the grocery store, speaking literally over two groups of people uh, as they're waiting to pay for their Smirnoff ice, that that is the place to have that conversation. And not a word was said about it. And I just thought it was super odd. Did, did Kids they, these days, Did he you check know? him out? Did, did the 16-year-old just scan it? He's like, I got you, brah. Uh, no, like the manager had already scanned it and walked away, and then he had just like taken it out of the bag, you know. Um, so it's very, very weird. I just didn't understand it. Like back in my day, you found beer in the dumpster, you <laughs> buried it in your friend's backyard, and then you went and dug that beer up, funneled it through your butt like a gentleman. <laughs> and now kids are just smearing off ice and up their parents' basements. Yeah. And you and you do that too, so they don't. You do it so your your parents don't smell it on your breath, right? <laughs> you gotta be exactly. You gotta yeah, be in yeah. secret. Like my parents did semi regular like anus checks, but it was <laughs> it was way less frequent than the mouth checks. So, <laughs> you know, chances were good. Ugh. Anyway, Ugh. season seven, episode two of Game of Thrones <laughs> is called Stormborn. I think we already wikied, right? <laughs> Probably. Like, oh, yeah, you were Stewie. We're good. Oh, yeah. I was Stewie. We are good. Uh, how about, Jeremy, you kick us off. You tell me your, you know what? I want to go least favorite part about this episode. Oh, okay. So for me, the probably the least favorite stuff for me is is Danny and Olena. Um, I just, I'm over t- the Tyrells at this point. Like I don't. What is so? What what is she gonna give her an army? Isn't that kind of what she's selling it as? But she has, um, it, I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm trying to figure out. Like I want this to be cooler than what it was. I think because for me this is like this this bitch should be vengeful, right? And it just seems very kind of like, you know, it was just boring. I I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I wrote all these notes. And I'm trying to read them. It's kind of hard in the dark. Um, what did I put in here it does seem like this whole unification uh, between the 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 Dornish the Tyrells Daenerys happens very quickly at the end of last season and now just like already develops into well they don't really know what they're doing or where they're going or what they have (laughs) everything is super vague yeah and even when um, oh the uh, the Dornish what's her name um Ilaria. Ilaria. Yeah. Even when she's there with her daughters, which, you know, daughters still hot, still, still cool with me. Um, sure. But even them, it's like, what, what are they going to offer? I mean, the Dornish weren't known for their ships or anything. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out what, what, where they're going. Like, what is their, they want to be free. I don't, I don't feel like Westeros is trying to invade them and control them at this point. So. Well, they're part of Westeros. I sorry. I mean, I mean, I don't. I sorry. I don't feel like Cersei is trying to take them over. You know, mm. yeah. Mm. You know, and and do they expect anything different? You know, with regards to, I mean, they pretty much declared war on them already. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to gauge motivations and everything. Uh, again, it just seems like they built all this stuff up to have a really cool moment, and now they're like, "Where do we go?" Which is fair because if this happened, if it happened this quickly, maybe you would be like, "Okay, uh, kind of didn't think we'd we'd get here, <laughs> but here we are, actually in Westeros. What do we do?" 
And do you, I mean, like the whole Elena thing where she's like, you know, you don't want to be a queen. This is where I wrote down something. So a queen of rubble or a queen of ashes. Um, like I never, I mean, Danny's already made that point in the prior cities. Like that's not who she's going to be. You know, she doesn't yeah. want to just take the dragons and burn it all to hell. So, but outside of that, she only has a pretty small army. So, I mean, she's clearly got to use her dragons, right? Yeah. I mean, 10... Oh, for sure. I mean, what, 12,000, 12, 1250? Isn't that what she's pushing? No clue. Yeah. I thought I was thinking like the 10,000 and then the uh, the, the 2,500 from the other group. So, either way, I don't know. They they do end up making plans uh, in a roundabout way and uh, deciding to siege the uh, city of King's Landing to kind of surround it while they take Casterly Rock. Yes. Mm. Which seems like a really weird. I mean, you know, Tyrion's just kind of getting, getting his last laugh or getting a jab in by knowing what he's going to do to his family by taking that. But then it's like, is he taking it because of just selfish reasons? Because it's what he wanted. Because um, it doesn't really add anything other than just the final kind of like black mark on the family, if you will. It is the, that was kind of my theory too, until I did remember that that was Rob's final move as well. That was his last big plan. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I was going to bring that up actually. You do have to think of it as everybody at this point, except Cersei and whoever she's decided to share the information with, thinks that Casterly Rock and Lannisport are like flowing over with gold. Yeah. You know, that they're just mining the shit out of it. And so it's probably a, a tempting, tasty morsel of a resource when in reality, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's dry and barren as, uh, as Daenerys. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Daenerys. It's um, true. The, the other thing I think at Dragonstone the, the, with uh, um, the Melisandre uh, also there, I don't know. I, I've, I've tried to understand why she went there. Like... Is she now trying to be and set herself up with this family? Like, because I still believe that she feels that John is the answer. Do you think she goes there knowing John's coming there? Well, it doesn't, I mean, she gets them to invite John. Does Is that how that works? I thought John, yeah. I thought John communicated with them. No, she convinces Daenerys and Varys to send a letter to John. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Because she, she thinks that, uh, you know, they both have a part to play or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so that was the only thing I wrote down, so that was confusing on that. I was like, how did that bitch end up back there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it would seem like the one place you wouldn't want to go after she pretty much ruined that entire family. Well, if all of our exciting people at Dragonstone are doing anything, our more boring individuals are getting down to business in the bedroom, Grey Worm and Masande going for it. Is that our yeah? And I think that's our only, only jugglies moment of the episode, if I'm not mistaken. It is, in, it is indeed our sole juggly, um, and we don't even get to see whatever Grey Worm is or is not packing, which yeah. is disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Just from a scientific curiosity perspective, I right. just kind of want to know. Yeah, is is it juggly or is it not? Is kind of the question. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now we don't get to know. Missande does. Um, I'm, I, I am a little bit off-put by the fact that every 
super inexperienced person who, by the way, back in, uh, I don't know, we could probably equate the time period they're living into like, I don't know, what do you think, like the 60s, the 50s, uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit earlier. Um, I'm trying to say they did not have internet porn. Why is every every super inexperienced and clueless man's first move to just slobber downtown? You know, yeah, it's a good question. It, it, I just I don't think that that is how it would work. To know, yeah, I think that's a fair point. Gray Worm, I gave a little bit more of a pass to because he doesn't have very many moves <laughs> at this point. Uh, he's kind of hamstringed in that department. But, uh, you know, looked uh, looked fun. Yeah, I got very confused for a minute when I wrote down, uh, when I was writing down this, uh, when I was reading back this scene from my notes, because I must have just been kind of like half writing or half paying attention while I was writing. And I had, mm-hmm. I had watched the episode uh, a bit, a bit ago. I'm a, I'm a little, I've been uh, getting a little bit ahead watching my episodes, uh, reviewing my notes. And then when I reviewed my notes, I, I instead of Grey Worm and Masande get, get down, I said Grey Joy and Masande get down. <laughs> and I sat and thought about it for a really long time. And I was like, what? Which Grey Joy? <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure Masande still has her tits, so it couldn't have been Yara. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And if it's Theon, she's running into the same problem. Yeah, yeah. So... so. Who's to say? Uh, Hans, what was your least favorite part of the episode? My least favorite part, uh, I, I was it was uh, between two. Okay. Uh, I'll start with what is, I'm going to say, my runner-up to my least favorite part. And that's when, and it's fine, but at, at this point, Theon, like, jumping into the water is, like, yep. it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't want that anymore from his story. It's the final straw from that bullshit. Yeah, so I think that's 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 that's. I'm gonna say that's my runner-up just because I think the first time watching through this, I would have said that's my absolute least favorite part. But now that I know and I, I expect it, it didn't really hit me as hard this time. But I do hate that. <clears throat> the other part I I didn't like as much is again back at Dragonstone, but when Daenerys challenges Varys's loyalty. Oh, which yeah. is probably warranted, but like, is now the time to do that? I feel like he's been around a long time. She's already um, put her trust in him pretty significantly from but what they've been doing. She? I don't know. It just it seems like she has, but maybe I th- not. I think he showed up when she was gone, yeah. and then she kind of just came back, and everything was at war. So it's it's. I mean, I don't buy that they never had the conversation on the boat, but. Uh, it is possible that the conversation absolutely got put off a bit. Yeah. So that was kind of my other my other one. But uh, but yeah, I agree with that. It just Varys's speech was very good though. Yeah, and I like and I like how that and that scene ended up rounding out, which is why I was kind of mixed on it, but um I like when Daenerys tells Varys the whole point where he she says, "Oh, well, I want you to confront me if I'm failing or the people and all this stuff." And and I thought that was good. Like that showed a good character but my least favorite part of the episode was Arya's conversation with hot pie oh that was my runner-up because what the fuck yeah exactly like i understand she's a very different person right now um but they have made such an effort to say that she didn't go this way of being this like an anonymous 
individual, she is Arya Stark. And while I don't think that she's the same Arya Stark, I have no reason to think that she would have this conversation with Hot Pie. Like it's, like, like what does it even sound like? Like, oh, hi, blah, blah, blah. I can't equate it to anything because that's never how you'd interact with somebody whose name you even knew. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so weirdly distant and blah, blah, blah. And it never gets better. And I mean, the content of it is fine. I just don't really, it almost seems like they're trying to do the thing with Arya that they're doing with Bran, but then they pull back on it later. So it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, I I didn't like that part. And the reason it didn't make my bottom, bottom tier is just because I did like Hot Pie's part of the interaction. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't like Arya. Yeah. So yeah. I, I liked Hot Pie. I like at the end when, you know, Arya says, like, take care of yourself or whatever. And he goes, he goes, oh, I'll be fine. I'm like you. I'm a survivor. I thought yeah. that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his, I loved his play by play. His little, uh, uh, Jon Snow came down from Castle Black and won the Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> won the Battle of the Bastards five to seven in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a, that was that was a good thing. Yeah. So outside of Arya, when she is you know just being a badass, killing people, what do you think of her character though? Do you like uh, her character right now? Because she seems very like what I think she says a max of like five words in a like ever. It's like I mean she's very short, very brief. Yeah. Is she so is it enjoyable to watch? Cuz in thi- yeah, in this episode I don't think so. Yeah, I totally agree. I I was thinking about that cuz I I mean you want to like Arya, right? I mean, she's such a badass. You want to appreciate everything she's been through, just like Sansa. You want to go, "Holy shit, you know, you're one of the remaining Starks, you know, you've, you've been through a lot of fucked up shit. I want to root for you." I feel like Arya this more recently it's just she's she's just like uh, I don't know I struggle to root for her the way I used to. Really? Yeah. I like. I mean, it's a very specific character type of thing. I love Arya. I think I love Arya for the same reason that I love Bran. Is that they're these kind of they turn into these quiet, seemingly unassuming characters with these massive like secrets and these massive skill sets. Yeah. Arya is kind of like, uh, and I realize that Arya was a character before this chick. But whatever, I don't remember her name, Grace or, it's not Grace, something. Uh, Wolverine's son or daughter in <laughs> Logan. Uh, it's kind of Arya-esque where she's just kind of super quiet. And when she's not killing people, she's just like, she's whatever. She's just kind of taking everything in. And then she just goes murder hobo Then she goes murder yeah. Um, and it's great. Um, but I, I do like Arya and down in the next couple episodes, I'm all back on the train, but this is a weird turn for her. I just think with, with, uh, with hot pie and with Gendry, like, I feel like those characters are there for Arya, right? Like we talk about the existence of characters in game of Thrones to not to, to tell other characters stories. And like, that's why the whole interaction with hot pie was so weird because it seems like she's almost like, Oh, I'm just here. Just, just tell me everything I need to know, but I'm not going to interact interact with you. Like I know you. Yeah. It was odd. It just was very, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, that's why I didn't like it as well. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Compare that to the best part, John and Peter Baelish and the tombs fucking Mm. loved it. We get our, yeah, our, our next little bit of, uh, 
of Ned mirroring. Nina. Yes. Yeah. God, I just oh, and when he's like, I loved, I love Sansa like a, you know, he loves Catelyn. I just like the look of John, like I'm gonna fucking kill you right here, and I'm like, yes, do it. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing with John actually is uh, is my favorite part because when he's up and everything, and he's in the in the throne room, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say dining room because that doesn't seem regal enough. But he's hanging out there on the dais, and he's uh, on the dais, on the dais, on the dais. Anyway, and he's talking, and uh, nobody agrees with John. It's frustrating to see. We've seen it before. Now, John has information firsthand that most of the other people there don't, and I understand that they don't agree with him. Um, The decisions he goes through and he makes and stuff, blah, 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 blah. He's right, and we know that he's right. Um, but here's the part where we start to see even like Liana Mormont being like, Hey, no, like, <laughs> like everyone is against John. And even though he's right, it looks bad. And then this kind of, you know, Sansa has to kind of pull back and question him here and there and everything because she's trying to keep the people under, like, this is how the internal conflict should go. Not these weird side looks be, you know, from Littlefinger that Sansa seems to ignore, but then just has this random argument with John that doesn't make any sense and withholds mm. all this information. Like this is how the tension should come out. And it's like, you know, it, it makes me just as uneasy, but it's a much better, I think, natural way of doing it. Silence is uh, total agreement. Total yeah, agreement. Pretty much. Pretty much. Perfect. Um, so that was my favorite part. What about you guys? Yeah, I think that was mine too. I, I didn't have any like, Again, any major parts of this episode that I thought were just like unbelievable or awesome, or, or, or no, I thought it was the episode as weak. yeah, I thought the episode as a whole was was okay. It was fine. Um, I think coming off season six too, I've just been like, I've been generally hyped up on the show, and seeing the characters come together is cool. But no, like nothing significant has really happened yet. Um, I don't think in this season. So, uh, not that I think they're bad, but. I don't have any like pinnacle moments. I think you could you could probably pick a couple moments in the show for my best moment. But I like John a lot. Um, <clears throat> I Samwell making yeah, some surgical stuff. I, I I don't I do like that part. Um, just because That's I gross. am partial to Jorah, uh, even though it's not all of us are. <laughs> I loved I loved watching <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. Come on. <laughs> yep. Totally. I, I loved watching I love watching Jorah scream in pain. That was uh, that was fun for me. Always like always like to see a good dick in Tarly. Dick on Tarly. <laughs> <laughs> is this the I don't think this is the one. It might be I don't even know if I made a note about it ever, but like when uh when when Jamie keeps calling him Rickon, uh and at one point I think it is the either next episode or in two, but he's like, he's like, Rickon, right? And Dickon for like the ninth time goes, Dickon. And Bron, <laughs> Bron just goes, ha! <laughs> <laughs> he's like the ha-ha kid from The Simpsons, like just uh, just straight up calling him on it. It's, no, it's good. Uh, yeah, the, the Jorah cure, gross, but yay, Jorah's cured. Um, and actually from this point forward, I'm okay with Jorah as a character. They kind of just totally do away with the whole lovey-lovey thing, and it's great, and I don't mind him. I think he's fun. So we can cool. be friends again, Hans. There you go. Uh, Kyburn has a black arrow now, uh, so they can take out Smaug before he wrecks uh, the uh, village of Dale, or whatever the hell it's called. 
And am I mixing up things? Maybe just a little bit. Well, how did they get that giant skull down into the tombs? It's a fantastic question. I mean, that is a fucking gigantic dragon head. It's true. It Uh, is a badass looking dragon head, by the way. Super cool. And what a, a waste! What a waste yeah, putting that, that arrow through. Shattered it. it. How big? How big you think Drogon's gonna be in the next season? I uh, I think he'll still be smaller than that. Yeah, yeah. But who's to say? I think uh, we do get a couple more. We see Nymeria for the first time since oh, season yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a fine moment. I, I mean, it's super metaphorical and everything. The moment itself is whatever. Um, and then. Euron uh, attacks the fleet. And this is like a big epic moment that just kind of falls flat because of especially the Theon thing and the fact that Euron's just a bullshit guy. Um, but Nim and Obara are dead. Ilaria, Tyene, and Yara get taken captive. Theon is a bitch. Uh, I think I hit everything. Yeah, that was it. That was a perfect recap. Uh Except I, I, lose, I, I, I lose was two hotties. I mean, like I, I was, and I, I was super neutral on that part of the episode. I feel like that should have been Cooler. the best part of the episode. Like yeah. that, that is the way the episode was designed. I think that that was kind of the pinnacle of the episode, and it just didn't feel like it to me. But yeah, it's because we don't give really... a fuck about them. We don't give a fuck yeah. about any of those characters. Yeah. yeah, and I found myself just rolling my eyes when they're trying to like. <laughs> literally sandwich Ilaria and Yara together uh, and like, you know, get them scissoring on the seven seas. But do you think they're doing that because they want there to be some sort of reason to like, do you think we're going to have a rescue? Well, okay. Well, I can't, I know we're going to talk about season eight predictions, but just in general, do you think they want to save her when she's captured? Yara? Yeah. They being who? No, 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 no. So, okay. So, one, Yara's clearly going to be saved. I, I feel like that's a given. What about... Uh, I Ale- don't think that's a given at all. Oh, really? I feel like that's the way it's going to go. What about... Uh, is her name Ilaria? Al- Ilaria. Ilaria. Ilaria, yeah. Do you think they're trying to save her as well? No, when she's, she's dead. You think she's dead? Hell yeah. Sorry, I dropped my pen. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> but yes. Uh, yes, sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't think that... I kind of don't know if we'll see Yara again. I think we'll see Yara, but I think she's also dead. Oh, okay. So I'm interested in seeing if we ever see either one of them again. And I think it'll be cool to show her because, you know, the whole, like, well, Cersei killing her daughter in front of her or anything <gasps> like that. Jeremy, what? Say what? Hashtag spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> we will uh, we'll have to explore that a little bit more. Manana. But for today, and I'm a terrible host again, I didn't intro it, we had a scone. And this scone is of a color you might not expect from food that is not spoiled. Uh, it's a mint chocolate chip scone. Jeremy has it. Yeah, mint chocolate chip. Fucking bright green. Um, and I'll tell you that it was minty. Um, uh, bits of chocolate mixed in. Wasn't the worst scone I've ever had, but... Uh, I don't know what it is about uh, this color, but it is very unsatisfying to eat. It's not easy being green. Trademark 
Thrones and Scones 2019. <laughs> <laughs> we will catch you tomorrow for Season 7, Episode 3, if you want to find us in the meantime, so that you can uh, you know, hit up our Instagram or our Facebook or read our iTunes reviews or more aptly submit iTunes reviews if you love and or hate the show. You can find every link to everything at thronesandscones.com. Are you down with G-O-T? Yeah, you yeah, know, you me. know me. Guys, we got a follow-up email from Olivia. Oh, we did? Excellent. We did. Uh, so if you are... I'm because sure, we I'm talked sure about I'm off-air. Sure we've offended her to no end. Yeah, maybe. Off-air, we did talk about the fact that the numbers for the episodes are up and down in a way that implies that people do not listen to every episode. Seemingly at random. Which is odd to me, but I'm happy that people are listening at all. So, hi, miscellaneous person. If you didn't listen to our Season 6 recap, uh, we got an email from Olivia Dixon, who submitted a bunch of questions. We answered those questions. You should go back and listen to that. But she also spelled my name with an I, T-O-N-I, in what was a very grammatically correct email otherwise. So I assumed that she fell into the trap that so many people have (laughs) over the past few years in my professional career of assuming that... uh, that I'm a woman, which just again, for the record, in big, bold letters, I am not, I have never been, and I have no plans to be. Whoa, 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 you did drag, though, so, so technically... I don't think technically, no. <laughs> um, I don't think that's how it works. Fantastically. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was fierce, for sure. So her email is short and sweet here, I'll read it to you real quick. It says, sorry, Tony, with a Y. I'm terrible at spelling, names included. But I will reference once again your first email, Olivia, which not only has Jeremy's name spelled correctly, which is not a given, she also uses the word disappointment, which is a word I always misspell. (laughs) Wait, Uh, is it two S's or two P's? It's two P's. Whoa, no one ever spells that correctly. I know, I always do two S's. Um... And she also uses thing, you know, words like uh, divergence and oh. uh, essence. That's oh not my that. god! Uh, <laughs> but uh, other than I'm just saying, other than that, it's from a well, grammatic standpoint, from a punctuation standpoint, I, like it's flawless. I feel like well, the spell check could have helped her out on those words where it's not going to catch the names. Oh, uh, but it wouldn't have helped her on like the uh, the like. Didn't she use like a semicolon? Wasn't there a semicolon? In she the used a colon. Yes, oh, holy did. fuck. She did. Um, yeah, although now pretty... that I'm looking back at the email, she does colon and then go into a bullet pointed list. But that bullet pointed list does not start each bullet point with a capital letter. So you're not as flawless so fuck as I that thought shit. you were, Olivia. <laughs> never mind. Maybe she's anyway in her new email. She is claiming that she never in all caps doubted that i am a very manly man oh okay um which sounds which sounds condescending (laughs) (laughs) but i think that you're being sincere olivia and i appreciate it call me uh okay (laughs) (laughs) that is the fucking grist that's the next thing is gonna be like we should totally give you guys numbers (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. link us up we're only three states away and uh, I mean, so much in common. So much. Yeah, in so, common. so much. We like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Honestly, Tony will just settle for the fact that she thinks he's a guy. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, she's in the minority here at this point. I gotta take what I can get. 